This is Come On You Reds, the Toronto FC podcast on TSN 1050. We're back. This is Come On You Reds, the Toronto FC podcast. You didn't think we were going to come back, did we? Well, you can't get rid of us that easily. Gareth Wheeler alongside Terry Dunfield. It's been ages. I think Terry Dunfield's growing out his hair. He at least <laughs> looks three years older. How you doing, Terry? Good, good. That little time in Vancouver, a little academy action. This little World Cup went by. Probably the best ever World Cup. Yeah. And my side partying is horrible right now. Side partying? Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. I need some product I I had, in it. Like, I just took off my hat. And you just, I can see you looking at my hair. I don't even know what's going on. No, no. Stop you're all judging. Good. You're all good. Stop judging, Terry. Uh, at Wheeler TSN. <laughs> at uh, Terry underscore Dunfield. We haven't done a podcast together since, what, June? Yeah, it's been a June? while. And we're almost at the end of July. What's wrong with us? I guess busy schedules. TFC, in fairness, TFC has been on the road for what seems to be an eternity. And this is the first time we've done a podcast like this for a while. We're doing this immediately following the 3 nothing win over Ottawa as Toronto FC moves on to the Canadian Championship Finals. So we're doing this live on location. Well, not live because people are listening to this all over the place. You get what I mean. So we're the band in the is back together. Family room. It's kind of cool. Terry's going Fully over to kit it out. Terry's going couches. over to, to uh, drink the Tetra boxes, <laughs> the juice boxes. And I'm just reminiscing how bad it was when I was a player here. We used to have our pre-match meals here under Aaron Vinter, and he'd have us at the stadium six hours before a game. Six hours to focus and visualize. For six, six hours? Six hours, dude. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and six hours to fo- and watch video of our last nightmare performance. Did you have sleeping pods at that time? Because no, I'd come but, if I could go take a, and a sweet Bob nap. And then clerk or Aaron Winter, if you started to have a little sleep, would kind of give you a little dig, wake up, get in the zone. Really? Yeah, it was strange. Do they have Dutch treats here? There's a new Dutch treats restaurant on uh, the damn Stro- They're called, called Strobe Waffles? Strobe Waffles. Strobe something Strobe like Waffles. That. <laughs> That's a German version. Yes. <laughs> uh, that sounded Dutch enough to me. Um, over the course of this pod, we'll go through some of Toronto FC's recent results, where they need to go to make this season a complete and resounding success. So the news and notes across Major League Soccer as well. Um, we might as well start off what's happened over the course of the last week or so. Um, Toronto FC now have won three straight games, including moving on in the Canadian Championship 4 nothing on aggregate with a win over Chicago in Chicago, sandwiched right in the middle. And I think, Terry, uh, we won't walk our listeners through each and every one of those games, but maybe go through some observations because finally the team's looking much like the team that's had so much success in recent years once again. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought against KC, TFC started to turn the corner in the 2-2 draw. It's always tough to go to Orlando weren't great there, missing players. But I, th- I thought uh, getting a result in, against Ottawa in the first leg was professional. Ozil scoring again. And, and, and then sh- the Chicago game with Mavinga and Eltador coming back into the side. It was the first time uh, I felt like it was TFC from 2017. Tonight or Saturday? Sat- last Saturday against Saturday, Chicago. Saturday, well, well, you had Altador back 
I, I think I looked at it tonight. He didn't play a game since March 30th in MLS play. March 30th? It's nuts. It was still like minus 32 degrees at that point, yeah. not plus 32. It was incredible, of course, in the CONCACAF Champions League. Not that you need me to tell you that, but he, he's, he's been a massive loss. And, and his, no one misses him more than his mate, Jovinko. But his hold-up play, how, how he can just kind of give the team a little bit of a breather. At, at times, it's not always perfectly clean, but he gives you two or three seconds to get up the pitch. And uh, he's a real focal point for TFC's attack. And also the dirty There's side. no other player like him in the team. No, he does. He really does the dirty side of the game well, and, and sometimes it might go unnoticed how hard he works up top as well, and and that's infectious, and it really gets the group up to, up uh, up the pitch. And I thought on social media he he's been good in in, in recent weeks as well, J- just sort of explaining, look, we're, we're in a good place. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. The young guys have done well, and I, I think his leadership's been important as well. Yeah, especially because they haven't really been in a great place, like ninth place, like. Let's be honest. It's been a struggle over the last month and a half. You know what I'd say is a good example for that, though, is is I watched L.A. play Minnesota on Sunday night. And, yes, Minnesota are in form, but L.A. went into Minnesota with a depleted squad and got spanked 5-1. And, and that sort of felt like TFC away in Houston and, and right. some of the performances this year. And in a salary cap league, when you're missing your big players and uh, t- to injury or whatever the case might be, uh, it's... It's going to be a blow. But the, the, abs, that's the biggest, that is the number one factor, of course. But and then and you'd the other say, thing you're like, doing is you, is you're, you're, you're sort of cut you off wheels, as I always do. Uh, you, you're asking more from players and then players to do a little bit more, and you're, you're changing systems and you're finding a way to make it work. You're forcing things. This league, it's a nightmare with the travel and different surfaces and heat to chase points. And then all of a sudden, you're now chasing results and, and you're losing perspective. Uh, of your performances and and how good the, the, the you, what your springboard was last season, how good you are defensively. Right. On, on top of that, though, I think that everyone because of those injuries started to push a little bit too much, and whether it be the players just forcing things and giving up far too many early goals. Like the goals can see even when you're missing players, you need to sometimes play a little bit more conservative, play some tighter games. You can't just play a free wide open style. And it wasn't just that, Terry. It's like some of the goals they conceded were just completely atypical for this team. And once you go down one nothing and you're already in a vulnerable position because you're pushing it and you're changing formations because you're trying to find something that works, it was like one problem snowballed into another, snowballed into another. And it's not just getting these big big name and big game players back in the 11. It's some semblance of balance and organization and making sure that players and, and coaches and everyone alike aren't on panic stations all the time. Yeah, well said. And you've got players playing in different positions and players coming back from injury maybe a little bit early. And some of the goals that TFC conceded this year were, were schoolboy goals, goals yes. that they should not concede. And I think some of it comes down to physical and mental fatigue as well a little bit that CONCACAF Champions League run and I know we've harped on about the injuries and now I'm going to harp on about this that takes a ton out of you as well but if that's going to be the way like if they go on to win a champ- Canadian Championship again that cannot be an excuse every year and they plan on being in that competition each and every year yeah and, so, and I think if you look at the bench today with, with Javinko Altidore now that you say Azorio is one of your big guns how cool is that Bone, the, the bench was stacked today and it's important to the club th- th- this competition and playing in the Champions 
league every year, and you, you're a penalty shootout away from winning from, it. From yeah. winning it. It's, it, it was an incredible run. Well, there has been feel-good stories, and this is the season of Jonathan Azorio. Uh, he's making things look oh so easy. <laughs> can, I get that, can I get that put on a t-shirt? Renata, I'm looking at you. We can, we can, oh so easy. He's got 13 goals in all competitions. pop-up store. I'm sure you can make that happen on case. <laughs> Isn't that the thing to do right now? Just have Oso's face and oh so easy or oh so good. Maybe one, I don't know, maybe both. Renata um, can make that happen. Dual brands. Yours to create. Adidas. I can do that. There you go. <laughs> um, but he's got 13 goals in all competitions. I don't know. And I'm, I'm having to go, and I'm just laughing with him right now. But has he scored 13 goals as a member of Toronto FC? Like, he's on flames this year. And it's, and it's not as if he was being played poorly in the past. He's been such a key player for years. But now he's finally scoring touch. And he's bursting with confidence. New haircut tonight, looking slick. He's firing at all syllables. He is absolutely on flames. Yeah, he was uh, the, the third goal he scored today coming off the bench Ooh. against Ottawa. And, and I don't think 12 months ago he even takes that on. I think he looks to find his mate, Iowa Canola, or looks to set somebody up. But as soon as he came on the pitch for the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes today, it was like he was coming on to score. To And and it's like that's his biggest objective this year is getting good spots and and trust in your technique. We always knew he had good technique and I, I think he's been unshackled a little bit this year and with, with when Michael Bradley's back in your slot there, you, you, you can get forward and, and and I think... Can I build on that? With with Vasquez in and out of the team that's giving him the license to take up that position. Good point as well. I like that and I, and I think he's got the energy to get, in, get there and I know he scored late on against Chicago. What composure that was to, to sidestep might have been Kapelhoff who goes flying off the pitch but uh, even before that goal I thought he got into two or three great spots where Morrow just got in front of him or it didn't quite mm. Sort of drop to him. He didn't get that little bit of luck. But if you keep making run-ins into the box, uh, good things are going to happen. And whenever I hear the name Kapelhoff, by the way, don't you just think of Hasselhoff? That's all <laughs> I can think about. Is like I watched dodgeball last night. Was that, oh, Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff was in it. Yeah, he's he was a judge. Him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like more Baywatch or that right. vi- video that got put out there of him like absolutely smashed eating a burger. <laughs> Remember that one? Do you want to hear a funny story? So do you Baywatch have a Hasselhoff quickly? Yeah, I story? don't. Kind of. What? So, uh, of course, for- I want to hear this. Unfortunately, during the World Cup, my dad uh, got sick, so I needed to take some time and went to Vancouver for a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm in ICU, and and the World Cup's going on, and I'm watching the game, and uh, I go into this little sort of 12 feet by eight feet room I'm sat there and there's older Welsh guys in there and, oh, uh, class. and how many there. other names were Gareth <laughs> his name was actually Gareth yeah, of course. it's like Gareth or Lloyd or Reese. <laughs> so he's go. watching this TV maybe six feet in front of him in this little closet of a room and uh, I sit down beside him and he, he kind of looks to the side and looks at me then looks back at the TV he's just had a stroke like three weeks ago and he's like looks at me again and he's like wow these pills are really good you've just popped out of the tea and you're sat beside me right now are you kidding me and i'm like oh hey man and he's like uh and i'm before he says anything next he goes you know what i'm gonna start watching baywatch (laughs) (laughs) didn't hope that pamela anderson jumped out of the screen i don't blame the guy the pills are working push the limits so uh all the best shout out to uh papa dunfield we wish him all the best in his recovery and uh you too terry 
we've been we've been thinking about you over recent weeks. Uh, where was I? I got distracted with Azorio. Oh yeah, Azorio's goal. We're gushing over Azorio. Can I gush over someone else? Because the I way that Chris Mavinga. That's exactly where I was going. Nice. Right. See, we haven't lost it. We're still on the same page. Because tonight, and I want to do a little Liam Fraser too after okay, his we'll, performance tonight. We'll do a Le- Liam Fraser after that. I think that. he's got some Welsh in his blood. Does he? I think so. He's a United supporter, right? And you still like Ooh. him? Yeah. Um, Mavinga tonight made defending look easy. Just the way that if he is down a step, he can make up that step like that. I think he's grown in confidence in his positioning. I think the coaching staff has done a really nice job helping him just gain that little bit extra bit of awareness and just proper technique and defending. When healthy, and I know he hasn't been healthy this year, is there a better defender in MLS? No. Let's be honest. Like I, I, I think he's that good, Terry. Last week against Chicago, I said he, when he's fit, he's the best MLS defender. And, and with all due respect to Drew, Zavaleta, Haglin, uh, he, he is, he, he's the full package. He's got everything. He's versatile. He could even play... Excuse me, at left back, uh, but but he reads the game so well. As you said, he's got a phenomenal change of pace. He makes things look easy. I thought on defensive set pieces, say that was really Ottawa's only threat. He, he was commanding in the air. He's added a little bit of leadership last week in Chicago. I picked on up on him. Marky Delgado gave the ball away and, and he got in Marky's face mm-hmm. in the right way and, and sort of said, listen, our, our, your standards have to be hired. I need more from you. And Marky Delgado for the last 60 minutes played better. Uh, I, I think his left foot and his passing rage is underappreciated. I think I think he keeps it simple a lot of the time, but he can hit a diagonal. He played a great ball uh, in behind for Marky Delgado today Tonight, around the yeah. 30th mark. Marky Delgado made a mess of it, but it was a great run. He, Actually, he the defender did quite well. Because Marky's first touch went down, and I thought that Delgado put it over the goalkeeper. It was actually a defender getting back. Was it? Getting yeah, a foot yeah. On I, it. I saw so, the same thing as yeah, you. But yeah, again, so it was, live, a, it was right. a great ball from him. Good run from Marky, but uh, I, I think he's got a passing range. I think he can defend 1v1. We know that. He reads the game well. Errorly, he's good. He was going up against Big DeSantos today, and uh, I don't think you'll have a tougher guy to go up against. And I just like to see more of a threat on offensive set pieces. Right. Yeah. I know Nicky Hagelin's our man right now, but I think he can. But he's he is. I agree with you. Bet when he's fit, best defender in in MLS, and he's highly strong. I, I think, and in the fact that some players can play with a knock and, and can kind of go mm-hmm. through that pain barrier, I think he has to be a hundred percent to play. Well, w- with him and. The Godfather, the beard himself, Drew Moore on the road to recovery. I mean, there's your defensive shape right there, and they can highlight how much you miss those two players. And it, listen, you just don't defend in your back four, back five. You defend in your back eight, nine, ten, eleven. Um, the other thing he made too, he made Zavaleta better in Chicago. Makes everyone how, better. How much better was that? Zavaleta, I thought, was excellent in Chicago. But I, th- I think that Zavaleta and Hagland, two players that have been very good for this team over recent years, they're much more comfortable in the back three. Yeah. The, the the back the, the three center backs just this team looks completely different with them. Yeah, um, we just spoke about that in our preview uh, for the Chicago game, and, mm-hmm. and we spoke about how comfortable TFC look in this three five two shape. Yeah. And, and and as much as that that four four two diamond, uh, it might be due to personnel or Bradley likes to drop between the center halves and pick it up. I think that this is where TFC is most connected. They're almost 
like a spring ready to break right. from from that solid connected defensive shape. Uh, I'll let you gush about Liam Fraser next. Okay. We'll talk about some of the young talent. Uh, a benchmark night for another young Toronto FC player on this night. Uh, Toronto FC did make a trade last week. We'll bring you a reaction to that and start looking ahead to TFC Chicago 7 p.m. on Saturday night. Wheeler and Dunfield back together and it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> right here on Come On You Reds. Now, more of Come On You Reds, the Toronto FC podcast. This is Come On You Reds. We should start doing these podcasts late at night because this is turning into a gong show both on and off the air. Here with Wheeler and Terry Dunfield with you. And no pints involved. No pints. There's some leftover popcorn over it's there. Just 1-3-0. Some cold pizza. It's a Coke Zero. We're flying after uh, a TFC victory. Y- you wanted to gush about... No players wise. Liam Fraser. <laughs> well, they heard you're coming in, so they took oh, off. All right. Yeah. Uh, Liam Fraser, like, okay, so in the 3 nothing win over Ottawa, Mavinga was my man of the match, and uh, I thought Liam Fraser was right there. If, if he wasn't the man of the match, he was next up, next in line. I thought just the tempo of the game completely suited him. His distribution was phenomenal. His footprints were all over the first goal scored, Terry. Uh, just a very good night all round from the 20-year-old. Yeah, we'll start on the goal. I thought it was a great ball in behind. Uh, he, he picked out, I think it was Ryan Telfer, was it? It was Ryan Telfer and, sliding and come, to the far post. And then it kind of comes back across and Io sticks it in. And he played a great diagonal in behind as well. I thought Ottawa had sort of two banks of four and, and were right. quite narrow and, and at times a little bit high, but his passing range uh, almost picked Ottawa apart. And then when Ottawa dropped deeper, he played some great little balls around the corner. As you said, I thought his passing was clean. It was crisp. I, I-, I thought he grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, and it's the first time he's done that. He was the player that dictated the tempo of the game. When TFC were sort switching of... switching the ball east-west, and, and this is another reason why, like that 3-5-2, broken record time, Wheeler. It's because Telfer... And Morrow, or when Morgan came on in yeah. Telfer, they just were attached to the touchlines, right? Yeah. Like they were just, they, they, they spread themselves so wide, creating space for Fraser, the players in the midfield, as well as the attackers as well. So I just thought the spacing across the board was very, very good, Terry. I, I agree. And I thought, I thought Liam was a big part of that. At, yes. at times you've seen him go pick the ball up off the toes of the defenders. I thought he, he was very disciplined with his positioning. He sat in between lines. He sat in behind the front two of Ottawa and just kept picking the ball up in great in great places. And because Ottawa were so narrow, there was tons of space out wide for Telfer and, and Morrow. But, but the one thing I'd say, Liam, with experience, it'll come. He could have maybe the last 20 minutes just kept it when the game was over. It was fantastic that he was trying to still create stuff and play one-twos. And I, I thought he really just enjoyed his time playing under the lights at BMO. Uh, Liam Fraser better. will be front and center in the MLS homegrown game, I believe, brought to you by Energizer. Uh, <laughs> July 31st, 8 p.m. against Tigris, their under-20 side. Nice. So he'll join the likes of Jordan Hamilton. Let me get this right. Ashton Morgan. And I'm missing one. And I'm Chapman. missing one. I don't think Chapman played in the game because he wasn't homegrown. Um, I'm missing one. It'll come to me. Uh, anyways, to join the ranks of other TFC players to play in cool the whole event. game. And, and you're in and around the all-star cast. And he's uh, he's one that's benefited for, from the from the injuries. And I think it was actually Jordan Hamilton twice. Was it him game. twice? Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. And I, you, know, you know when we talk about Liam Fraser's development and he's come sort of through the academy and he played a lot of games in the USL. We watched him play a ton for TFC too. But where I think he really took his game to the next level was uh, preseason with the first team and just learning from the experienced pros, of learning from Michael Bradley. And I can tell you one thing, Wheels, there's nobody in this club that wants to be a top professional more than him. And again, United supporter, proper lad, that Liam Fraser. I'll also give a shout-out to Ayo, Ayo. Akinola, his first MLS goal for or first goal with the first team for Toronto FC. Uh, good moment, proud moment for the 18 year old. Chatted with him after. It's good to just kind of, you know, get that first goal how out of the way. Inter- how was his first interview on the back of his? I, goal? I wasn't in the interview. I was just doing my own oh, side right, chats. Right, right, you know, me and the kids were tight these days. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great moment for him. Uh, he's he's. I think he's, he has lots of potential. He's built like a brick truck man for yeah. an 18-year-old. If I was built like that. And I think he's used to being the main man up top, and it was a little bit different for him playing off of Josie Eltador today. I thought he took his goal well. Uh, I, I still think there's a lot more to come from him. I think he's got a lot of learning and, and developing to do. Uh, but but I think his ceiling's high. I think he can get there. And we saw glimpses of it today. He's got to clean up his hold-up play and, and, and just fine-tunes parts of his game, but the experience today, scoring, huge step forward for him. Apologies to Jay Chapman. He did play in the homegrown game, not just once, but twice. Right. Hamilton did twice Obviously as well. Make that and Morgan. Impression. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's okay. I was way off on that one. Um, but congrats to Io. A nice moment there. Uh, anything else from the Ottawa game? It was just clear. Like, honestly, Ottawa disappointed me. I, agree, I agreed with you. I, I thought Mavinga was great. Uh, I thought Liam Frazier was excellent. As, as Josie Elter got another 45 minutes of fitness out. Mavinga, 60. Delgado, he looked better today. I, I, I thought he got into good spots and his passing was a little bit cleaner. I thought the biggest threat for TFC was Ryan Telford on the left-hand side. Uh, didn't always get execute. Uh, good ball from Ashton Morgan for the second goal. For, good to see Jordan yep. Hamilton score. His touch got away from him a couple of times. Clint Irwin, another clean sheet. That'll be good for him. It's not always easy training and, and not playing. I, I hope he gets a nod in the final and, and they carry on with him. Uh, and that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's about it. I'd say Hernandez was steady. Haglin was steady. Everyone uh, was good. We'll move on. Azorio came on with a point to prove. I, I, I love the place he's, he's in. sharp. He's on flames right now. Oso is crushing it. The only one I said that was just a bit off it, and I hate to be this guy, and I hope I don't see him Uh-oh. at the training ground tomorrow. Here you go. Is I, I didn't think Moro was clean. I, 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 thought well, he, I thought he got away with playing on the right against Chicago and was excellent. Uh, I, I, I thought he no, was okay. It, it was final ball. Yeah, like, and he got himself into you great could say, areas. You could say it, like his distribution was poor on the night. Defensively, rock solid. He didn't do a thing wrong defensively. He had a bit in that one moment where there was a half chance for Ottawa. He came sliding yeah, through a right, brilliant tackle. tackle but just end. his distribution is fun. And he'll tell you that. He knew. He, you could tell he was frustrated. Yeah, um, and he started to almost maybe try a little bit too hard. I was Like you said, I was disappointed with Ottawa. I thought the only way they might score was a set piece, and I thought TFC defended those well. The long I throw was a bit it. of a weapon. But even the set pieces, TFC were more of a threat because they kept breaking from deep and, and were excellent. Great little turn from Io Akinola yeah. off of a, maybe a corner or a throw-in. Uh, MLS All-Star game goes next week. Gaming is Chicago first, but Jabinko will be down there in Atlanta, facing his former team. Be rocking. But there's no Ronaldo. He didn't come on tour. 
That's, an, that's unfortunate. Unfortunately, uh, he's not playing 80 games this year. What's more unfortunate, Cristiano Ronaldo not coming for the MLS All-Star game or the fact that T-Pain can no longer pre- perform the anthem? Why can't T-Pain? Oh, he's in some T-Pain right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, lost his voice or something like that? <laughs> T-Pain? Like, hold on. If, if he's, like, resting his voice or something's wrong, isn't that the dude with the voice modulation? Like, God bless America. <laughs> like, I, I, no, you're thinking of what? Ja Rule. No! Yeah, you think that's that's like doing my baby, (laughs) baby, baby. (laughs) Actually, I do John Rule concert. No, T Pain's a modulation guy. Anyways, he's not there. Who's singing? I saw saw Ashanti. 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 Shanti? I thought you were one of the kids, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, it's just there's breaking news, breaking news. By the way, I went to Radiohead the other night. So did I. Did you? I, I went out the second night. I was there. I was there. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not having Radiohead. What? Yeah. The show was unreal. Oh, are you serious? Unreal. It was. I only played, had, I went with Dev or Analyst, and uh, I just like I had one beer. I was working early the next day, and I just never really got it. They I don't played know. two nights. And over the course How of the two nights... How many encores do they want in one no, night? No, they, they played three songs the same. That's it. And it was the first three. Well, I never saw show. their good songs. Unreal. Did I see their big songs on Friday? A lot of them. Right. Not all of them. I didn't recognize any so, of their songs. Uh, they were how brilliant. many encores does a band want? Just get off. No, let me go home. That's how they... What? <laughs> Next time, do everyone a favor and give away your ticket. And apparently the ticket was worth like 300 bucks no, or something. Big bucks. Big bucks. Uh, Chicago on Saturday. Big... Uh, you don't want to say must win because... It doesn't sound right when you have 14 games to go, but let's be honest. They're nine points behind both the Montreal Impact and the New England Revolution. They're both in fifth and sixth place, both in playoff spots. Uh, They have two games in hand on Montreal and one game in hand on New England. So you you need to start picking up points. And by virtue of giving away too many points early in the season, you you got to win your home games. So that's why I'm kind of in a roundabout way calling Saturday a must-win. I'd agree with you. And when you talk about giving away points when Chicago came, to BMO with TFC had that two no. Those lead. were stolen. Th- those I were those were stolen. Those away. were tough points. Yes, and uh, I think TFC just seemed to carry on, and it's one of the toughest things to do in football. The performance last week in Chicago, I, I think they can be patient again, pick their moments to go mm. forward. I think there's dangerous weapons on the Chicago side. I like Katai, who plays off of Nikolic up top. I, I know you <laughs> look. Schweinsteiger was a legend. He still is a legend, but I hope he's in the team. If you sort of can connect the dots there, I, I think the back four can be got at. I think TFC just f- fit nicely against Chicago, and and I think they need three points because you're then away to Atlanta and then home to New York City. So you got a couple of tough games after that. Right, um, Javinko, Bradley, fresh legs. Zavaleta, if he comes in, fresh legs. But Vingo only played just over an hour, I believe, all through all 45 minutes. So you're going to have a fresh team. Yeah, and, and I think, um, as, as we saw last year, I, I think if TFC can pick up a bit of momentum, I think you said it in, in our, our preview hit on, on the torontofc.ca, that, that TFC need to make BMO a fortress again. And if there's any team in the league that can put a run together, it's TFC. Uh, uh, what was I going to say on that? Something to, I just totally fogged out. Saturday night, BMO Field, 7 p.m. Oh, yeah, familiar faces. That's where I was going. Raheem the Dream. Uh, Raheem the Dream is coming back into town. I thought he was good. I thought he was I thought he was. I probably, prefer him on th- Chicago. Like, I know I he's a Canadian he was guy. Threat. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's all 
all about context, and I think that'll be a good place for him. Um, and we say goodbye to Nico Hasler as well. Um, I, I actually saw Bez tonight, Tim Bezbachenko, and I said, you traded away one of my favorites again. <laughs> I've been around this club The other one enough. being Betashore. Well, they didn't trade who, away oh, Betashore. They let him go. We, should, we should do your top five players that we've traded away. Do you want to do that next week, my top okay. five? You just want to hear your name first. <laughs> what still an egotistical <laughs> son of a Dude, beast I never thing. got traded. I got cut. <laughs> cut, traded, not signed. Sorry, I got waved. Right, waved. <laughs> waved off. Do you still collect your checks when yeah. that happens? Yeah, that works out. No, in, in all okay. seriousness, uh, I joked around with Bez, but, but changes were coming to a team that's struggling. I absolutely understand it. There's probably a, a move or two in the books for this Toronto FC team just to replenish certain positions, maybe bring in a different type of player now that Akeche left um, and now that this Hasler trade went down. But honestly, like I have nothing but good things to say about Nico, both just the guy and what he did on the field. He would play any position he was asked. He'd run through a wall for you and he'd say, okay, where's the next wall? And I love, and I love I that. Yeah, and you know exactly what you're going to get from him. He's versatile. I think he was well-respected in the locker room. It's not easy to come in mid-season. He played a part in TFC lifting the MLS Cup last year. Uh, and, and it wasn't always easy circumstances when he was thrown in, and never did he leave you down. He was, he's one of the good guys. Uh, I saw him in and around the training room just after he got traded. I think it was news to him. Uh, not quite DeRozan style, but I, I, I think he was comfortable here. It's not easy. I've been through it myself. Nico took it back better as well. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's difficult and all of a sudden it's like you're on the two o'clock flight we'll pack up your apartment and ship you the oh. stuff. It, it, it's as ruthless as that and I think the move cr- creates as you touched on a little bit of cap space brings in a little bit of allocation money so, so the front office can maybe make another move. I think TFC potentially need maybe a wide player on the right but Carroll comes in, young player, drafted fifth uh, in the draft this year, hasn't played a whole bunch for Chicago, spent time in the USL. I think he's a striker that's kind of has good attributes, uh, all around player. No, no one outstanding one. But right but now, that, that, I mean, yeah, right now he's going to be lucky to get a game because Hamilton's scoring goals. He's playing better. Yeah, I, I think he's just won a over play- favor. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's not going to be easy to crack this lineup. And it, as as it was for him, he wasn't able to get into to Chicago's. But but I think the front office staff saw something in him. Chicago gave up a whole bunch to pick him at number five. So you've got a player with, with lots of potential. Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we've been a, this is the business, right? It's, it's, it's tough to business. lose Nico Hassler. Of course it is. Yeah. It's tough to lose anyone. And, it, it, and I think what's happened is, I know Nico is only here for a year, but he was here for the most important stretch in club history when they went on to win a title. And they went deep in the CONCAF Champions League. So there's obviously going to be fans that grow fond of these players. Like, when you were playing, players would come and go all the time. But now there's some true bonds being made with the players that play for this team. So it's 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 it's, it's not that it wasn't special when you played. It's just a different type of time at the club. Well said. You, you can sort of start to feel a connection yes. to the players. And, and and there's more than just a core of, say, six or seven players here. And, and a lot of clubs in MLS, you try to establish a core of six, seven players. Whereas here you feel like maybe there's 13, 14 players that you start to build bonds with. And, and, and you start to really get to know them off the field and, and their sort of personalities. And, and, and that's part of... of 
an important characteristic when you sign a player in MLS, the amount of time you spend traveling and, and together. And then Nico definitely ticked that box. But uh, it, it's it, like you say, it, it's tough to lose one of our guys. And, and Chicago have a good player. Uh, we will spin you across MLS next. Um, some big news for Alfonso Davies. Obviously, we should touch on that. We'll do the dumpster. We'll do the waste bin. Um, and I'd like to share a comment about the Toronto FC supporters. We're not going to avoid the elephant in the room. We'll address it, then we'll move on. All that's coming up next on Come On You Reds. Now, more of Come On You Reds, the Toronto FC podcast. This is Come On You Reds, Wheeler and Dunfield, at Wheeler TSN, at Terry underscore Dunfield. I think this is pretty going pretty well. It's going so great. Far. I'll give an update. Vancouver just scored 1-1 yeah, but the update's the not going to be any good anymore because people are going to be listening to this afterwards. Oh, it's 1-1 anyway in Vancouver for the people that do care. Do you want to make a hero pick? Who's going to want it? Where's TSN? Just because you predicted France were going to win the World Cup. Well, not everyone's as intelligent as I am. How good is Pogba with a good team around him? How good is Pogba, period? He's amazing. Um, and that Conte guy's not bad as well. Uh, who do you think they're going to play? Call it. Make your, make your pick. Where are they going August 8th? Is it Montreal or is it Vancouver? I hope it's Vancouver. I bet you the team hopes it's Montreal. Let's travel. The team will say that. No, playing on turf. Montreal in a pretty good run, too, right now. Both teams, by the way, haven't done rested any players. They've both put their big dogs out. Right. So it's, either way, it'll be a good final. Montreal rival, Vancouver, right. probably not quite the same rivalry. Uh, interesting team, Montreal, right now. I well, think Robo needs awesome. this in Vancouver more than what uh, Montreal needed. But, yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. Um, we'll see. August fifteenth, second in a leg good here. place right now, and they're they're sort of going in the right direction. They're on a bit of a run now. Yeah, they're they're going. Okay. I don't know if it's sustainable, but they're on a little bit of a run. TFC I'm a will be by the favorite, no matter what. Also going on right now, Manchester United just scored on AC Milan. Lexi Sanchez one 0 Are um, you going there on the weekend? I'm by the way, gonna, uh, I know I'm cheating on TFC. I'm on vacation as Dude. of Thursday. So I'm away from. Is it the same? I haven't missed many games, games over like recent 100, years. 115,000. United Liverpool. But Michigan? United doesn't even have any, have any players. They might need me. To How step good in. do Liverpool look this year, by the way? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Season right. starts August 9th. Okay. I mean, uh, we'll see. The Klopp doesn't win titles. He doesn't, he doesn't you win You can't win titles playing that way. Yes, exactly. So, and still, Lovren, best defender in the world. <laughs> Whatever. Um, His mate beside him is. <laughs> Van Dyke? No. He's he's no Chris Smalling. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Uh, just a quick thought on, this, on the supporters. We did miss the noise at BMO Field on Wednesday night. Um, and a little bit of an atmosphere. Still a really great crowd. Incredible for a midweek. crowd, I thought. Uh, and, uh, I sat uh, in the crowd. It was awesome cool. today. Wasn't working. Just chilled out. Went and posted up right on halfway. And a game that's not included in the season's ticket package, I don't believe. Anyways, I'll leave that alone. Um, I just want, I just want all parties to move forward in a way where behavior, like we saw last Wednesday, isn't a theme where it takes away from what's going on on the field and all the victories off the field as well for the supporters and at this club. The behavior by a few. And 99.9% of every Toronto FC supporter, their heart's in the right place. They're loud. They're verbose. verbose they're into it. Um, they're really part of this team. But there's a small group of people that go out of their way for whatever reasons try to, to try to impress their friends or one-up one another. Um, I don't know where you think you are or what you're trying to do, but grow up 
And if you see people doing this, we're all grown-ups. Um, just have the bravery to step up and say, look, this is not going to reflect well on the group, so just simply don't do it. That's all I want to say about it going forward. This will be rectified. This shall pass like other issues have passed in the past. Pass. But what happened last week is completely unacceptable. And if you actually really care about the club, you will take their public image into consideration before you act that way. So um, it's time to act like grown-ups like we are and simply move forward in a positive way. Well That's said. all I want to say well about said. that. So um, big news for Canadian soccer again this week. It's coming in waves. Alfonso Davies, a 17-year-old with the Vancouver Whitecaps, um, signs a, what is it, $20 million deal to join Bayern okay. Munich? Yeah, initially 13 could with bonuses 13, go up to 20. 13 million euros. That's like more in Canadian dollars. It's I don't big, know my exchange it's, calendar. Yeah, I, I think there's add-ons to it, but it's a, it's definitely a big boy deal. And uh, I think it comes at the right time. I, I, I think he's ready to go. I think... Uh, it's a cl- he's, he's shown what's a clear pathway for young Canadian soccer players in that you don't need to go to Europe at 12 anymore. That, that if you can get into one of these MLS academies, sort of progress through the various levels, play academy football, get into the first team, represent w- one of the three MLS clubs in Canada, do well. A- a- and then when the time's right, one of the big boys, if you do have aspirations to go to Europe, will come. I love, okay, I I have nothing negative to say about Alfonso Davies. His story is phenomenal. Um, He's got better. He's shown some patience, but gotten better uh, each and every step of the way in Vancouver. Um, And this is great for Canadian soccer. You need core players heading into 2022 and 2026 that play in the biggest leagues in the world. Can I share my concern? He might be punching a little bit above his weight. Bayern Munich is the biggest club in Germany, a top five club in all of Europe. A player like him needs to be playing first team football. And that's why oftentimes you see clubs like Kyle Aaron going to Besiktas, going to other clubs across Europe where they can get that experience right out of the gate, play regular first team football, and then have that big move. My worry is that he can be put out with lone FC for the foreseeable, getting exposure and experience elsewhere and not getting a real kick in the can, getting into one of the most competitive teams in world football to be a part of. That's my only concern. Yeah. Um, the experience is going to be invaluable. You went to a big club at a very young age as well, Terry, but that would be my only concern about this scenario. He needs to proceed with caution, and there's nothing about this that's a slam dunk. Yeah. It's, it's is that a, fair? It's that an fair? incredible miracle move to, to go to Bayern Munich, top five club in the world, and and it's uh, it's huge for him. I, I think when you pay twenty million dollars for a player, you're not. Yes, he's got a ton of potential, but you're bringing a player in to use to play, and I think that's a, uh, nowadays I think, uh, a lot of teams bring in players as an investment. Yeah. And, and by no means is he at his ceiling. There's st- still potential. But I, I think the type of player he is, the, the fact that he's a winger, the fact that he's a two-way player, he's not just a luxurious player. I, I, I think you can throw him in for 20 minutes, 30 minutes here. By no means was he playing week in, week out for Vancouver and, and playing regular minutes there. 
he still needs to be protected. But I, I think he'll be able to go to Bayern Munich, take his game to another, another level, learn from players like Robin, learn from wingers like Ribery, young players like Coleman, who's 22, 23, who's five years ahead of him in his development, and training and playing with these players week in, week out will be incredible. And, and I think he will get changes, ch- chances. And in, in Bayern Munich, they play 60, 70 games a year in all competitions. But it's even tough for very good players to get in those teams. It, it I'm is. Just, and, and, I, and I think the way they play, the, the, the methodology at Bayern's all about wide play and wingers. And, and I think he suits the profile player that they want down to the ground. They also have a new coach as well. Like, I, again, like it's, it's – listen – it's extremely difficult for any player to deny that move and that opportunity. Uh, I don't blame him. I think that he inevitably, when faced with making this call, of course he's going to take it. But in the interest of Canadian soccer and the player, just let's be a little bit uh, little bit uh, careful before think, you declare you know, it a slam dunk. Do you know what wheels enjoy the moment, enjoy the move, all the hard work you put into to, to get there. He's going to finish his season out with the Vancouver though, White 17. Caps. Uh, he's still has three months to wrap his head around it. I think it's fantastic he's not going to go to the end of the MLS season. And then he, and, and it's not like he's going to be thrown in the deep end there anyway because the way it works in German football in the Bundesliga, you now have a month of preseason through the winter break to but, sort but of there get is used precedent of young team. players from MLS going overseas and not getting opportunity. Matt Miazga, like perfect example, goes to Chelsea, big yeah, club I, in England. I, I, but again, this is where I'll just, go to his position a little bit. Him playing in the Premier League week in week out at center half, it, it just isn't going to happen. He 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 screamed a player with potential investment, a player that was going to go out on loan. He wasn't ready, and and I think Alfonso's Davies Davies is different. I think he's a player that can make an impact. I, I, I think he, he the tools he has uh, if Byron want to keep him uh, he, he can make an impact at that league. I think that's how good he is. I think that Mbappe pace he has he is so so quick I think there's an end product to his game and if he gets loaned out say to the second Bundesliga that's still a top top league. Right. Yeah. I, again we wish him all the best. I, I, I can t- I 100% understand what you're saying but, but that downside is nowhere near what the upside could be. Yeah, exactly. It's it's I'm, it's worth the risk, but it doesn't come without risk. But but and I don't think you're signing a player who's he's played 70, 80 games with the Vancouver Whitecaps. He, he's but he's still he, seventeen. He's still a man though at seventeen. I, I think he's ready. And 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 I think he's. Uh, I, I've met him a couple of times. I I, I think he's uh, impressive. He, he's, he's impressive, impressive in every way. But, but I. I I don't think he'll overthink things. I think he'll just go there and play. And, and, and I hope his family go over there with him as well. I, I still think you need that, the support around you. That was something uh, I didn't quite have. And and uh, I, I think if he keeps his feet on the ground, there's no tells to say that he won't. He'll, he'll be okay. Uh, just have a couple minutes. Uh, a dumpster? Throwing something in the dumpster? I thought... I got th- I, 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 okay, I, go I'm going to take something out of the waste bin. VAR, VAR. What about the World Cup final? I'm t- I I think they like it was used. You're like the perfectly. only person in the world that thinks. No, that's I a actually handball. quite a few. Everyone other than the tele- TSN television panel, everyone I've talked to has been on side with it. Right. Ev- like it's just the way that it was used over the course of that tournament is something that MLS can take a page out of their book. I agree. I thought it was used 
perfectly. None of these like little things off the like what Javinko did in New England. None of that nonsense. Yeah, they, it was used when it had to be when it was warranted. And I didn't agree with every call that was made, but at least the referee got a proper second look at times that mattered the most. It, and that's all I can ask for. It has to be absolutely clear and obvious. Yeah. And I think that's at the World Cup what happened. I don't think it was a handball in the final. Well, that was subjective. But, His but, arm was coming down. It was a natural position. And, and there was a player behind him. I saw that and as there, well. And there was context I, in this World Cup. It the, happened three the, other times in the, the World Cup. And the precedent that was given. But I just think the fact that it wasn't given, that they went to VAR to overturn the decision, for me it wasn't. And, and I, but I, like you said, I can see why it was right. given. Uh, I, I'm not a brickhead to say it's not a penalty. You I, don't have to agree with the call. Like I'm not yeah. saying, oh, but, like the call was absolutely right. But if you used it with that context previously throughout the tournament, it needs to be used in that context. And it was a brave moment. And I thought the refereeing at this World Cup was exceptional. There was no sending off for violent conduct in the entire tournament. No. Just, just uh, the World Cup was There's just no so good on so many levels, and I hope that Howard Webb takes that lesson back to MLS, and that's how you use VAR. So, uh, so I'm taking it out of the waste bin. I'm like giving it. it another chance. Do you see the Orlando game? The penalty that no, the, I didn't. Oh, the penalty Nightmare. that was given and then wasn't looked at VAR so bad. Oh, see, like the inconsistency in having the booth, like right. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I thought it was awesome the way it, it worked. worked out. It worked at the World Cup, 100. percent We have a minute. Do, do you have anything you want to throw in the dumpster? No. No. Let no. the good times roll. Let the Radiohead. You're throwing Radiohead. You're throwing Tom York in the dumpster. I, I thought I liked Radiohead till I went to see them. I, I saw Arcade Fire on Sunday, and the Radiohead Arcade show Fire. was better. Really? Yeah. And I'm a huge. Arcade I heard Fire Arcade Fire fan. was the best show at ACC last year. Last in year. December it was. Yeah. yeah. Their set list this time around was there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, sorry, it's called, Scotiabank. It's called Scotiabank Arena now. By the way, if you go in, did you notice how sharp the new logos and branding in the building is? I liked it. It's good. Looks nice. classy. Nice. Okay, that, that's it. We're back. We're done. Uh, TFC Chicago Saturday night. What about a shout out uh, to Hoppy, who's gone to Real Madrid. Dave Hopkinson. He's yeah. already there. He's in Madrid. He's yeah. gone. We've been on podcast. No chance in a he's while. listening to this. It's pretty cool. One Very of our cool. executives are now at Real Very Madrid. Cool. He's the one who did the Scotiabank Arena deal. Word has it he replaced Cristiano Ronaldo because only one person that <laughs> handsome, took a salary. Only one person that handsome could be at Real Madrid. He's always so oh. tan, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Slick. I went out and bought a blue blazer because I saw him in one. And he looked a million bucks. And you? <laughs> uh, it look like work. a blueberry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, what are you doing there? He is Terry Dunfield. I am Gareth Wheeler, and hope you enjoyed. This is, or was, come on you Reds.